Hey cousin, come on in. Welcome to the Dear World Podcast, the place that if you drink your water and mind your business, you'll be just fine. I'm your host, Miss Amber J. The goal of the podcast is to be relatable, transparent, and honest. We're all family here, so nothing is off limits. I hope that you enjoy your listening experience, and don't forget to turn on your notifications so that you can be alerted whenever a new episode has been posted. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. It's been a minute since I have made an episode, and I apologize. I just, I haven't been feeling creative. I haven't been in the mindset to record, but I'm back, back like I never left. That was corny. I don't know why I said it, but whatever. Um, I plan on recording this episode straight through. No edits, no cuts, no nothing. I will stop and pause clips so that I can gather myself. But overall, this is just... Rana, cut, we chopping it up, we vibing. Um, what has been going on with me, y'all? I have four more classes to go, and then I will officially have my master's degree. I am super excited. Like, it has been a long time coming. It's crazy how I sat and complained so much about being in school, that I didn't want to do it, that I couldn't do it, that I wasn't capable, and all this other stuff. And here I am at the finish line. Like, four more classes, we're on break until January 8th, thank God. And then I have two classes for that semester, which I believe ends in April, maybe. And then I'll have summer semester, which is two more classes. And I should be done around July, August at the latest. I am just truly thankful. <sighs> I feel really good because for so long, I doubted myself that I couldn't do it, that I wasn't intelligent enough that I didn't have the patience to do it and all of this self-doubt and I push past all that shit and I'm about to graduate and it feels amazing. I know people keep telling me that I should go to graduation, but just degree me, please. And I know graduation probably would be fun, but it's like, one, I haven't went through the program with my peers in a sense because it's a, a virtual program. So it's not the same as if you were in classes every day together or you saw each other on campus and passing, things like that. So that's one reason I don't want to go. And then two, I've been to graduations at Michigan State. My sister graduated from there in undergrad. And I know how crazy things could be and just how hectic. And you walk across that stage for what? 15 seconds and then it's over. And I just don't want to go through all all of the antics that it takes to get to that moment. So I would rather just get my degree have a little celebration with my friends and family and let that be that. But I am extremely excited. I'm grateful to have gotten to this point. It took a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours. Um, Definitely had moments where I wanted to give up and I was like, fuck this. But I made it. If you know me or you have been following the podcast for some time, you probably have been with me for a couple of years. When the new year is about to roll around, you know I don't do new year's resolutions, but I do have things that I would like to work on in 2024. One of those things is trying something new every month. For example, one thing that I would like to do is go to a candle making class. And I keep saying that I want to do it, but I never do it. Um, So I'm focusing on pushing myself, one, to try new things, and two, To push myself outside of my comfort zone. I recognize that most of the time I just go to work, come home, work on schoolwork, scroll through TikTok and things like that. I go on vacation and spend time with my family. But I don't spend a lot of time experiencing different things in the world and stepping outside of my comfort zone. 
and being social. So those are some things that I want to work on. I also want to work on working out consistently and just doing a better job of eating better, um, watching my portion sizes and things like that. I was looking at (laughs) a video that I posted on TikTok and I was like, okay, it's 2022. I had lost a little weight. And then in 2023, I put it right back on. So that's something that I would like to work on. And working out and eating better to just be healthy, not trying to be smaller or watching the scale, nothing like that, but just to be healthier and to feel better. Um, So that's something that I definitely am pushing myself to work towards and be consistent with because I always say, oh, I'm going to work out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'll do it for a little minute and then I will stop. Because I also recognize had I stayed consistently working out when I was working out like early 2020 and remained consistent, I, I, I we ain't even going to talk about it. No regrets. We're just going to do better moving forward and stay consistent with things. With that being said, I would also like to work on my nonprofit. I have spent a lot of time talking about this nonprofit saying how I want to make all of these changes and differences within my community, but I never have put forth the effort to do so. So that is something that I definitely want to do. Um, Even if I just spend this year updating the business plan for the nonprofit and applying to be a nonprofit, I will be satisfied with that and just taking steps towards that goal instead of just spending all this time talking about it and spinning my wheels. Another thing... um, I would like to kick out two more books. I have a book idea, but my creativity has just been low. So I need to read more because the more you read, the more creative you get. Um, But I I have some things coming. So look forward to that. So, yeah, I feel good about going into 2024. I have a lot of things that I'm looking forward to, a lot of things that I want to work on. So I'm excited. So the other day I was thinking about previous relationships that I had been in. And I was like, as people, we spend a lot of time talking about the negative things that we experienced in relationships, the negative things that um, our significant other may have done to us throughout the relationship. So I wanted to talk about some positives that I learned from previous relationships and the people that I have been with. I'm pretty sure I have mentioned this in a few episodes, but I was previously engaged And I can remember being with my fiance, he would always say that I never initiated affection and I never put much thought into it because we had an amazing sex life. So I was like, "Mm, okay, whatever. Fast forward with the most recent relationship that I was in, he brought it up as well. Once we were in like this heated discussion, he was like, you never initiate sex. You always expect me to do it and all of these other things. And basically I would get upset when we didn't have sex. But I never initiated. And the one time I do remember (laughs) that I tried to initiate sex, I got rejected. And I think, like, subconsciously that made me never want to try to initiate sex again with him because I was rejected. But it probably was he was tired or something. I don't even remember. But I recognized through that relationship that it's important that I do initiate affection um, whether it's just kissing, hugging, sex, or whatever, because your significant other wants to know that they're wanted as well. You can't always just expect the person to kiss on you, love on you, hug on you, uh, initiate sex and all of these other things, especially if it's not being reciprocated, right? 
And the crazy thing is my homegirl told me that, my mom has told me that, and I, I never took heed to it. I was like, whatever, y'all tripping. I have never had a problem with a man initiating sex. Like any relationship I've been in, it never was a problem sexually, ever. Except for my last relationship. Like it got to a point we barely had sex. I remember early on, we always had sex. He was always excited to see me, kissing on me, hugging me, all that. And then we got to a certain point in the relationship, it just was a drastic decline. Like we could go weeks without having sex or it'd be like once a week type of thing. So I learned through that experience, like you do have to make your man feel wanted or, you know, sexually desired. So that is definitely something that both of my most recent serious relationships taught me. And I say it was a positive because it made me look at myself and ask myself probing questions like, okay, girl, what is it? Or why is it that you don't initiate sex, that you don't initiate affection? My last relationship taught me that you cannot control what another person does and what they do is not your fault, regardless of what you have done. You cannot try to take accountability for somebody else. Um, And it's interesting because the way that I learned that, I remember I went to my boyfriend and I was like, I think X, Y, and Z. And at this point, I don't know what to do. I think we should break up. I have tried this. I have tried that. And he basically was like, listen, I'm a piece of shit. And I don't want you to take accountability for me or think that you have done something wrong. You're an amazing woman. And I truly appreciated that because oftentimes throughout that relationship, I would always beat myself up thinking that I was doing something wrong, questioning why I wasn't enough and all of these other things. But he made me realize like, hey, you are a great person. You are an amazing woman. And what I do as a man has nothing to do with you. It is not a reflection of who you are as a woman. I guess I have always taken ownership of other people's mistakes or wrongdoings in a relationship as if it was my fault or as if I could have done something differently to prevent them from, you know, doing whatever it is that they had done to break my trust or hurt my feelings, whatever. This next thing is huge for me because I will acknowledge that as a woman, sometimes I am reactive because of my emotions and I'm not always rational. But my last relationship taught me um, that my emotions are valid, but I don't have to react out of emotion. And my ex was a lot of things but he was a very patient man and he would always speak to me kindly even if I was talking to him crazy out of emotion. It was rare that he would raise his voice. He never called me out of my name. Um, He was just very patient and he taught me how to better control my emotions because even after the fact, like if I would be explosive, we could sit down and have a conversation and he was like, look, man, I understand and I know I made you upset or whatever the case is, but you got to learn how to control your emotions and come at me from, you know, a rational standpoint. So I guess I didn't learn that while being in the relationship, but after I was given time to reflect and think about my actions, that is definitely something I walked away knowing. And I wish I would have learned that sooner, not to say that I could have salvaged the relationship, but I could have handled myself better um, and had a better handle on how I responded 
when I was upset. Both of my most recent serious relationships taught me that it's okay to be loved. It is okay to love and to love like I have never been hurt. And whoosh, ah, that is not easy by any means. But it's important to go into relationships with an open mind and an open heart, being willing to love and being open to being loved. Because sometimes we enter new relationships holding on to what an ex did, holding on to pain and hurt and resentment and all of these other things that prevent us from loving, that prevent us from being loved. My last two serious relationships along with a brief situation that I had with someone taught me that I am an independent woman, which I already knew, but it taught me also that I want to be thought of, that I want to have my load lightened. Even though I'm self-sufficient, I'm independent, and I can do for myself, I want to be considered. If I cook, baby, wash the dishes. If you know that I need X, Y, and Z, just do it without me having to ask type of thing. I always thought that I had to be like super independent and not rely on somebody else and have this do-it-myself attitude, but I don't have to. And I don't want to have to be like that either. Like, no, I don't want to be Bambi in the head like a damsel in the stress type of thing. But I just, like I said, I want to be thought of. I want to be considered I want my load lightened. I want to be loved on. I truly do value affection. Like these are all things that my last relationship showed me that I do want because for so long, I didn't think I wanted those things. I didn't think I wanted affection. I didn't think I wanted a man that would do for me and buy for me and all of these other things or even in non-monetary ways to show up for me. I thought I didn't want that, but I do. And I say that my last relationship taught me that because I don't think I knew how to advocate for those things or even allow myself to be on the receiving end of those things. My last relationship was a mirror for me and it it taught me that I needed to learn how to control my anger. And that goes along with learning how to better control my emotions. He would not match my energy. Like, granted, we did have a couple of heated arguments, but most of the time I would be arguing with, my, with myself. Like, he would just sit there and be quiet. And like I said, he never called me out of my name. None of that. And it truly held a mirror up to me. Like, you getting all crazy and want to be in this man's face and all this rah, rah, rah. When it's not necessarily like necessary, you can raise your voice, but that does not make your point go across any more clearly. It doesn't make it be heard any better. It doesn't make it, you know, be received any better. None of that. So he kind of really like made me sit and think about the things that I was doing. Like, girl, you sitting here on 99 and this man chilling. So it taught me just how to be able to articulate how I feel without having to be all loud and crazy with it. Because sometimes I do get like super angry, sometimes probably irrationally angry. And I had to I had to learn how to control that because I'm making myself look crazy. Also, therapy probably taught me that as well because my therapist will always say like, after it's all said and done, if you reacted 
crazy and irrationally, that's going to stand. But the moment it's gone or whatever the person did, you know, it done blew over. Meanwhile, you made yourself look like an ass because you acted all crazy when you were angry. So I'm thankful for that lesson. I'm still, you know, growing and working on that, but I definitely have gotten way better. My last relationship taught me boundaries um, and an understanding of what boundaries are. Boundaries are like a filtration system. It's a separation between what you are and aren't willing to accept, what you are and are not willing to do, what you are and are not willing to tolerate. This is a funny one, and I don't consider myself a nagger, but I realize I I definitely nag sometimes. I definitely can act like that cranky old woman. And I learned that nagging is not going to change anything. It doesn't make the situation better. It's not going to make the person change. Nagging doesn't do anything but make your head hurt and make the other person's head hurt. Um, I learned that complaining to your friends and your family does not help the situation. It only creates a negative perception of the person in their eyes. And you should be speaking to your partner about the issues that y'all are experiencing. And granted, we all like to vent and seek advice from other people. But ultimately, the only people that can fix the problems in your relationship are you and the person that you are in the relationship with. Like I said, my last relationship was a mirror. And one of the things that the mirror showed was that I tend to be controlling. I want stuff how I want it, when I want it. And not to say that I don't know how to compromise, nor am I saying that I am selfish by any means. But I had to learn how to relax. Like, I can't make a person be who I want them to be or do the things that I want them to do. None of that. You have to accept the person for who they are. And what they bring to the table. If you cannot do that, then that person is not for you. And also with that being said, sometimes you just have to go with the flow. You cannot control every situation, every outcome, every move that the person makes or everything that happens in the relationship. Sometimes you just have to let things be as they are. And y'all remember I mentioned that I was in a little situation. Well, that man taught me that it is okay to just be loved on and to allow a man to admire you and speak life into you and support you and encourage you. Because oftentimes I think I am a man's emotional support. I am the encourager. I am the one always filling other people's cups and things like that. But that man taught me, hey, let me fill your cup. Let me pour into you. Let me love on you. Let me show you how great of a woman you are. And that was hard for me to receive, probably because I've never had it in that capacity. But he taught me that it's okay. It is okay. And sometimes I think I get so wrapped up in all of the the BS that I've had to deal with with men that when I don't have to deal with something, I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you being so nice to me? What do you want? But that man taught me like, I don't want anything from you. I just I just want to love on you. Let me do it. I seriously believe that the last few relationships that I have been in, the last situationships that I have been in, have been preparation. They have shown me what I want, what I don't want, the differences between boundaries and expectations. Um, I just truly think that I have been preparing and gearing up for my husband. 
I think I am at a place that I am a wife. I am just waiting for my husband to make me his wife. Okay, so those are some things that I have learned from previous relationships. I want to hear from y'all. What are some positive lessons or takeaways that you have gotten from your previous relationships? All right, family, that's it for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Dear World Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share it. And until next time, you know what to do. Drink your water, mind your business.